Good evening. Welcome to Tuesday Evening Chapel. We're here trusting in the Lord with all our hearts. Amen? Amen. We have a special guest with us this evening. Uh, Reverend Alan Scott is pastor at Trinity Church of the Nazarene here in Colorado Springs. Could you please welcome him? He's going to help us hear from the, the Lord this evening. Let's all stand as we worship in song. He is risen. Ah, let's try that again. He is risen. One more time. He is risen. Let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, in these next few moments, we do surrender ourselves to you afresh. For you to speak into our lives, and we ask that you would minister to each and everyone here at just the point of their greatest need tonight. We trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for the privilege of coming to share with you in this uh, chapel time. It's always uh, a challenge for me, but also a privilege for me to come and share with you who are in preparation in a variety of ways for ministry and those who are serving here in teaching and uh, mentoring those heading into ministry. I am uh, this summer coming upon about 32 years of full-time ministry. I started when I was five. No, not really, not really. <laughs> but some of you are too good at math, so I wanted to throw you off a little bit. Uh, and it's always amazing to me that uh, God still has fresh word for us. And it isn't a matter in ministry. It's probably the greatest frustration and always the greatest joy. Then in ministry, you never just get it down, and then you go on. It's not a skill that you finally just have right and then you never have anything more to learn or it is some way that you get it perfect and there's no way to improve uh, it's it's the joy of ministry and it's the frustration of ministry because you'd like to be perfect at it and you aren't uh, tonight i i want to share with you uh, from psalm 46 and the passage is probably familiar to you from that phrase be still and know that I am God, Psalm 46, 10. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations, and I will be exalted in the earth. I wonder about, maybe for you, you could relate to me a little bit. Have you ever been really just worn out, just tired? <laughs> I'm sure there isn't anybody here that can relate to that. Uh, it's not just the kind of tired that was the end of a hard day. Uh, but for me, it was facing uh, just being uh, tired over a long period of time. And it was uh, a surprise to me because I don't get that worn out. I don't get that tired. And so it's a new thing in ministry to find out that I was very weary in ministry. And it was uh, not that long ago that I realized that I had before me an opportunity to take a vacation. Now, that's a good thing, you would think, and it is. 
but I was trying to find how in the world I would have time to actually take a vacation in the midst of all the things I was doing and all the ways I was just so indispensable. And so I found myself still wondering, is this a good idea? And probably even the day I took off for that vacation just uh, not too long ago, I was uh, finding myself wondering, was this really a good idea or not? Um, I was tired, and I knew that. Uh, it, was, um, it was really interesting because I thought, you know what would be perfect is just get away from it all. Have you had that fantasy before? Just get away from it all and get away. And I thought, well, you know, everybody says that's a good idea, although I don't feel like doing that. I think maybe that's a good idea. So actually, that really wasn't God. That was my wife saying that was a good idea for me to do, I think. <laughs> But it sounded like the Lord when she said it. <laughs> and I'm grateful for it. So we had opportunity to go away for vacation. And uh, it was two weeks. I very rarely uh, take one week at a time or even very often get away to where we were able to go in a very beautiful spot in the world. And um, it was uh, a, a really a miracle for us to have the opportunity to uh, just relax and uh, really have no responsibilities other than just relax. And so I found myself wondering why it was that after about, uh, well, we were, we were at least a third, maybe a halfway through that vacation time, and I was still tired, I was still worn out, I was still uh, getting up at the wrong hours of the night, and uh, I was still finding myself wondering, okay, is this really a good idea to just get away from it all? Because you would think if you're tired, just stop doing all that you're doing, and that would have been my thought as well. Well, I found that I wasn't doing so well, so I was up early in the morning, as was that pattern, and uh, we were staying in someone's home, and uh, they had left out a, a book for me to look at, I guess. It was several books out. I happened to find this one. It's the book written by Philip Yancey. It's entitled Prayer. Uh, does it make any difference? And so being uh, so uh, tired, I just thought, well, I'll, I'll read that book. I brought many books to read, but I picked up this book to read. I opened it up and started reading about prayer a little bit from Philip Yancey. And then I came across this particular passage, and he, he was describing prayer and giving us the understanding that prayer was really about uh, coming into God's presence and being still. And he said, be still and know that I'm God. He said, the Latin imperative for be still is vacate. And he quoted another author, Simon Tugwell, and he explains, God invites us to take a vacation, to stop being God for a while and let him be God. That's an interesting phrase. Be still and know that I'm God, he translated or gave his version of that passage as stop being God for a while and let me be God. Take a vacation. Well, it was uh, that moment that uh, I was in the midst of vacation I really wasn't vacating with very well. And uh, I was listening to that. It came in a strange emotional response from me because as I've tried to describe to others, it's, it was extremely convicting but strangely comforting that he would say that I could take a vacation for a while, stop being God, and let him be God. Well, I don't relate necessarily to the whole idea of being still and know that I'm God. For me, that isn't 
I just don't understand that, to just stop and don't do anything, because that's what I always read that passage, and said just stop and, and don't do anything. Well, I, I don't like that, because then I'm fidgety, or I'm wondering what to do, and I, I just, I don't know, but aren't we supposed to be working for the Lord, and this whole idea of just stopping, I didn't relate to. But it really wasn't the message God had for me, because stopping doing what you're doing, I had been doing that for a number of days, and it still wasn't sinking into me. Uh, he was asking, he wasn't really asking me to stop working, or even working hard. That isn't really what he has for us, is to not do all the tasks that he's given you to do, it had more to do with how I was doing those. And then I heard that phrase, stop being God. And really when I heard that, it really was convicting because it sounded as if God was saying that, stop being God for a while and let me be God, he was saying. Now, that's embarrassing if God says you're taking his job, and so I was certainly uncomfortable with that idea. And then I was defensive, well, I, I'm, not God. I'm not a dictator, I'm not telling everybody how to live their life. I'm not, I'm not a God who is coming in to tell everybody how to live their life. That's, God, you know that's not me. And it, and it was as if he waved again and said, you know, you still haven't got it yet. Uh, let, let me get to you on this. And then I heard it again. If I could vacate or take a vacation and stop being God for a while and let him be God. And I wondered, what are you trying to say? And it came so clear to me that I... I I needed to uh, just let him be God. And the way he related it to me was that I had gradually, over time, as all the work and all the things piled on, I really had begun to take on the burden and the responsibility for the outcome of what I was doing. The burden and the stress of what I was carrying was... <laughs> was not so much all the work I was doing physically or the task or the hours I was putting in. It had to do with the burden, and I think it was gradual. I, it wasn't certainly intentional, that I began to take greater and greater responsibility for the outcome, and that was him. That was his responsibility. I was called to be faithful. I, I was called to listen to him and, and to do what he asked me to do. Uh, he, he was the one who was responsible for all the outcome. And sometimes we look, and I looked, at all the circumstances and wanted to arrange all the circumstances. And, and, and it wasn't so much I wanted to, it's just I had to. I have to do those things. And, and it really wasn't that I had to. It was then I began to carry the responsibility that they all came out just fine, that it all worked just perfectly. Hmm. Then I got to read the rest of Psalm 46 in verse 1. It says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams may glad the city of God the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. He's in charge of the outcome, by the way. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. Pastors do dumb things. Oh, no, that's not in there. 
He lifts his voice and the earth melts. <laughs> the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. <laughs> he breaks the bow and shatters the spear, and he burns the shields with fire. And then, verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I will, exalt, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Wow. Somehow I felt even more ridiculous thinking I could somehow determine an outcome or I was responsible to see the outcome happen. I know that in leadership that you do take responsibility for what happens in your organization. But in ministry, there is a partnership you enter into. And what he calls your part of that partnership is to be faithful. It doesn't mean not do it, not work hard, not care deeply, but understand that his part is that he is responsible for the outcome. He will enable us. He will co-labor with us. He will accomplish what he needs to have done. Um, then I began to ask the Lord just how could I uh, and, and suddenly vacation began to turn around a little bit for me. I began to realize what I needed to accomplish. And that was, I, I really needed to rest in him. Uh, I needed to know that um, that phrase, the Lord Almighty is with us, is really what he called me to be faithful to do. It's in the midst of all that had to be done that he just asked me to bring his presence wherever I went to whatever task he gave me that above everything else wasn't the outcome, it was his presence that was needed in each of those tasks, in each of those areas of my life. I know that um, when I bring his presence into the situation, I can trust him, that I'm not responsible for the outcome because sometimes uh, it seems like the, the waters roar and foam and the mountains quake and are surging. But we have a God who says, I'm here. I'm in the midst of this. And what better thing could we bring into our ministry lives, into the people we serve and the people we're ministering to, than to bring God's presence? And I think when I become responsible for the outcome, it's, I'm not bringing God into the circumstances. I'm bringing me into the circumstances. And I will never be enough. But when I bring God into the circumstances, when I bring his presence, when I live in his presence, when I assume we're going in in partnership and that it's his presence that makes the difference, uh, that's the most important part. I, I wonder about for you, I happen to check your calendar. I know you've got a reading and research week coming up here. And probably if you're like what I have been in my school time, it's, you're sort of hanging on by your fingernails right now until you get to that point where you can either get that paper done before you leave or you get some time to actually catch up on that and catch up on the, the work and hopefully get it all done in time for the accomplishing of the task. And I think how easy it would be for us to be caught up in the outcome of that and to say, God, you brought me here for an education. You brought me here 
to prepare. And I'm responsible for all this and the stress and all of that can come on us. And our temptation would be, let's just stop doing work. That's the problem. We're just working too much. <laughs> and maybe, even if you get the best vacation in the world, like I did, you might sit around doing nothing and still be caught up in the stress of the outcome and never really find a way to be still and know that I'm God. The challenge, I find, is to live in that sense of his presence. Um, it, it isn't really about getting, because I came back after vacation, and there's probably more to do now than there was before. And I'm not really let up my schedule much at all. I still am working a lot of hours. And we're doing lots of things, and they're all wonderful things, and they're all great things. But I've come with a greater determination to allow it to be his outcome, not mine. To recognize that he's only called me to be a faithful servant. And that as I prove my faithfulness to him, that he is more than able to supply the strength that's necessary and, and bring the peace that only he can bring. To be still and know that I am God. And I get that reminder over and over in my head. Stop being God for a while. Take a vacation. And, and let him be God. And maybe I could give you that word for you today. Is it, it's okay that you could just take a vacation and stop being God for a while in your life. And maybe in your family's life and your kids <laughs> and the extended family and your friends who are just, just have needs that you want to help them with and the ministries that you're doing and, and, and the struggles that you may be having in your classes and wouldn't it be great if we could just take a vacation for a while and stop being God and let him be God in those circumstances? And then his call to us is then enter back into all of those pieces and all of those events. And wouldn't it be great if we could just, with our kids, we could just bring the presence of God? Not all the answers, not all the solutions, not all the ways to make them perfect, but to release them into God's presence and to know that where he is, the outcome is his. Um, I, I don't know about you, but there are times when I really do need a vacation. But a lot of times it doesn't mean I need to stop doing what I'm doing or even slow down my activities. It has to do with whether I'm taking responsibility that is God's and not mine. And probably nobody but the Holy Spirit here tonight could help you identify that. He's the one who could show you that's what's wearing you down. That's what's wearing you out. It's not all the work, and they're going to give you more papers, and you're going to have more to read, and they're not going to slow down that effort. And it's not because they're all mean here. It's because uh, that's not what's going to wear us out. It's resting in the presence of the Lord. I know your theme has been trust in the Lord with all your heart, and he'll make your paths straight. I encourage you, trust in the Lord in the outcome he's going to give to you and release it into his hands. Could we pray tonight? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence here tonight. And for those who are gathered here and those who may be listening, we just ask that you would go to be right near them right now, that you would draw close to them, and that even though they may not be able to get away to the perfect place and just not do anything for a while, as much as that would just feel great. And for some, they may need the, the physical rest. 
But Lord, would you find your way to break through into their lives and speak your word of truth to them and draw them to yourself to say, be still, take a vacation for a while, and let me be God for a while. Lord, would you forgive us for our sliding into, uh, in ways that we didn't realize, and really acting and living our lives as if we're responsible for everything and they're keeping everything together, when that's you. We just want to pause for a moment tonight and say, we will be still and acknowledge and give thanks that you are God. Forgive us, your people. Allow your presence to so fill us all that wherever we go, our highest, our highest calling is to bring your presence into that place, among our family, to every paper we write, to every essay we do. Lord, would you allow your presence to permeate it? Thank you, Lord. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you.